Hi, welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer a direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. That's what I'm talking about. Your planning, your committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversations have that same passion, and they share that information when we talk about their career, their motivation, overcoming the odds, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. <laughs> My next guest is from Flint, Michigan. Yes, sir He is a two-time WBC super middleweight champion, an activist, a philanthropist, sports analyst for Fox Sports, and the epitome of a champion, whether he is inside or outside of a boxing ring. They also tell me that he makes a mean sweet potato pie. Really? Okay. Let's hear about that. He's talking to the baking expert. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my man, Anthony Durrell. How you guys doing? Now, how they gonna how they gonna put a mean sweet potato <laughs> in your credit? And I don't see no sweet potato in your hand. Hey, I can do hand. it. I can do you, it. If you can do it. Well, I, tell got me. My, I got my grandma recipe. Go, 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 go. Okay, that's, that's all you can do is just a sweet potato pie. Can you do anything? No, else? I, you know I, I can cook. Uh, my mama raised me to be a, a, a independent guy. So okay. My, mm-hmm. my mom and my grandfather. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I went Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. Michigan. I went to live with my grandfather when I was. Like thirteen, I think mm-hmm. uh, he took us over because my mom, you know, we had six. We had I got five brothers and sisters, and mm-hmm. six kids for her was a lot. A lot, mm-hmm. and I understood, you know, why we did that. Mm-hmm. And just being around the ladies in my family, my grandmother, my my mom, my sisters, my mm-hmm. aunts, mm-hmm. you know, I learned. You know, all I got to do is watch. Mm-hmm. If I watch, I can learn how to cook. My uncle can cook. I mean, I don't know a guy in my family that can't. Right. So. Right, right. Okay. I cook it all, so it, I went it, It's to, almost kind of like, you know, you said, you know, you're kind of bragging here in front of me with nothing in your hands, though, Anthony. <laughs> no, like, listen, I, so I went to camp one time. It was Thanksgiving okay, time. Okay, okay. And, like, I wanted food, so I cooked some sweet potatoes. <laughs> I, the only thing I didn't cook was a turkey. You know, I usually cook a turkey. I cooked the sweet potatoes. I cooked the greens. I cooked, What kind I of cooked greens? Cook collards? Yeah, Ooh, okay, for sure. Okay. Oh, I, I, I didn't insult you, did I? No, 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 so, oh, oh. No, sir, no, sir. You know, because I know a lot of people use that canned stuff. That ain't what I do. Nah, nah. Now, what, what kind of meat you put in there now, sir? What kind yeah, of meat? The, just a smoked turkey. Just smoked turkey? Oh, yeah. okay. You're yeah. healthy. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm a bacon guy. I yeah. mean, you you know, I, you can do that, too. Yes, sir. Yes, you know, sir. you can do that, too. But that smoked turkey gives it that smoke taste. So, and my mama taught me that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like you said, uh, you, 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 she, she, she shaped you to be an independent yeah, man. definitely. And that, but your whole life is tied to being independent, being yourself, following you. Your voice. Tell me a little bit about who you are, Anthony Durrell. Uh, I'm a, I'm a professional fighter. You know, that's not what I want to. I want to be known as just a helper. You know, somebody that goes out there to help people. You know, especially before you go. What is a professional fighter? I'm a boxer. I I've been doing it since I was nine years old. So that's really you know what people think. I I just know, but I love boxing. Boxing is my life. You know, that's how. you know, I got to the position that I'm in, and I'm I'm grateful for it. My grandfather got me in it when I was, like I say, nine, and mm-hmm. I'm just so happy that to be in this position, I had to fight for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, when I lost the world title to when I got it back, mm-hmm. then just lost it again. But you know, good things. How, how, does, how do you deal with those highs and lows? As because my show, Money Making Conversation, tells people about overcoming the odds. That you know, you have to have a plan when you get knocked down to come to sit back up or walk straight when mm-hmm. people think you should be you know, running. You just you, you just have to keep you have to believe it in your mind that you know you can keep moving forward. A loss is just something to get you to the next step. Everybody takes a loss. Uh, the greats took a loss. Absolutely. Muhammad Ali took a loss, and, and that's not even it. If you look at the su- successful business owner, they took a loss in some time, but they still persevered and got past that, that, that hurdle that was in front of them and then succeeded to be million or billionaire. Well, you know, I'm going to just tell you, I, I only put boxing gloves on one time mm. in middle school. Went out there swinging. For about, I did about four, sw- four swings. And my my arms just dropped to my sides. I couldn't pull them up no more. That let me know that this is not what I what you could do. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But but you you make it look easy. Is that just even okay? At nine years old, when you put on the gloves, how, how much did they weigh? They were uh, ten ounces. Ten ounces. That, yep. That's that's pretty heavy because you're swinging. Ten and ounces. I, I learned that when you miss, it takes a lot more out of you than when, when you hit. It definitely does. Definitely does. It's it's. You know, I, I've been doing it for 26 years. Right. So mm-hmm. since I was nine years old, I'm 35 now. So 26 years, it's it's a long time, especially to get used to something. You mm-hmm. know, I can't – if I go play basketball, I can't compete with a guy who's been doing it 26 <laughs> years. I just – you know, I, I'm picking – I know how to do it, but right. I'm not as mm-hmm. good as that person. So mm-hmm. when somebody uh, perfect their craft, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's tough to get them out or, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier for that guy to – to, to keep going, like, I can go into the ring now, me not threw a punch since my last fight and right. still go probably 10 rounds. Right. Easy. Just knowing how to get through the process, the technique. That too, and, and you know, you got to know how to conserve. You got to make that fighter on the other side think that you're not tired or something is coming if you come in. Right. You know, it's just, it's just stuff like, it's just little things. If you do the little things, and this is not just boxing and anything, like you can get fired. The little things matter. Right. It's not the big things that everybody sees. It's the little things. Well, it's really interesting because I'm talking to you, and you know your, you know your strengths and weaknesses, and your opponent knows your strengths and weaknesses. And I know Sometimes. You, okay, good. Sometimes. I like that. I like that. Now, because and you use the analogy about business a lot too in mm-hmm. in the, in your sports and about overcoming the odds, about knowing how to market yourself, knowing how to prepare, knowing how that other and even business people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a perfect business. No, you know, Apple has not put out a product that walked off the store. That's why they shelf. keep coming out phones every year. Absolutely. And so, with that being said, you as an individual, uh, you know, we all know with athleticism is you know the the biggest champion or. Uh, that you have to fight is age. Mm. Does that does that work in your mind? Have that, has that, that settled in your mind that are you already prepared to say, hey, I'm going to do this, or I'm planning to do this with my life when I'm 40, 50, 60, or whatever? So my plan when I went professional yes, was sir. to retire at 35. I'm 35 now. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I lost my da, last da, da, da. Okay. I lost my last fight. Okay. But me being the competitor that I am, mm-hmm. I can't go out on the loss. Absolutely. And I have to, I want another fight. Mm-hmm. If the championship fight comes this year, it comes. But after this year, I'm done. And I already have my mind made up of what I want to do. I want to, I want to start multiple business, not just one. And I want to 
push other people and motivate other people to do the same, you know, when they retire. I and like in athletics, yes, sir. in any sport, I think it should be mandatory that you take a class on how to manage your money because Absolutely. because there there there's no help. Like you give these kids and I when I say kids, it's kids, it's 19 and 20 year olds millions and millions of dollars they only can do one thing with and that's spend it because (laughs) they they didn't go to school or don't have nobody with them to show them the correct way to go if i can take if i can go back to my beginning of my career right now i would invest in so much more than i am now that i wouldn't even need I wouldn't need to do nothing else for the rest of my life. Well, you know what happens, and we have to admit, we all, I was 19, I yeah. was 20, and I was in, I was immortal. You know, and I, I, 40 seems so far away. You know, it's like, it's not. It, it's ridiculous <laughs> how far away 40 was, or 60 was. That, that, that number wouldn't even exist, yeah. you know. So, so we, we play on the, the, on time, because we see time as, okay, I have endless time. Or thinking you're going to do something forever and you're not. Right. Yeah. And that's what that's what youth does. Yeah, thinking to you. you're going to get that next, you, and and with the athletes, like you live, like oh, I got a million dollars, it'll come back. But if you get hurt, that's gone. So you got to have something to fall back on. And me being, like you say, me, us being 19 and 20 years old, we didn't think of that <laughs> no, then. We no. thought we can get hurt. Oh, we'll just come back. No, it's going. You got to put some money aside, right, for a rainy day. Yes, then that that's a, that's something that everybody can uh, relate to. Who, who made a mistake or realized I should have saved that mm-hmm. amount of money? Because I, I, as, as successful as I am, I would man, I show I, I just started saving like that guy told me when I was twenty four. Because he told me, mm-hmm. he said, "Hey, hey, just fifty dollars every pay period." Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, fifty dollars, man. You know what I could do? I ain't got time for that. Mm-hmm. And if I don't just listen to him, that fifty dollars may have been a Maybe an IBM stock. They might yeah. be 20 times triple. And guess what? We wouldn't even be talking right now, Anthony. No, I believe, <laughs> and I believe it. I believe it. But I, that's where I think, you know, uh, when you grow up, you learn so much more because you look back on the things that you did and reflect, like, if I would have did this, now I can do it and I'm mm-hmm. going to go do it now or give it to my kids or another kid that's coming up in the game or just want to do the same thing that I'm doing. You know, you can teach mm-hmm. them you know, the correct way. If they listen or not, you can just put it in their ear. Well, you know, the thing about it, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the show, it's like the third, uh, we, we kind of missed, you came to town, and uh, because of the fact that you had setbacks at an early age. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why I always tell people, you know, you don't know what your f- future, even as a young person, you might seem like, hey, endless opportunities, but every every day you should feel and understand it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a cancer survivor. You know, I was diagnosed that I had cancer in my fifties, and it was and it was a it was a it was a uh, a major. When they told me I had cancer, it was like, you know, it was, you know, I, I'll tell people when somebody tell you you have cancer, you 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 don't understand what that word does to you. You know, mm-hmm. you can walk around read about it in the newspaper, you can read about the statistics and people surviving, but when they tell you you have it, that's a different conversation mm-hmm. because you start thinking immediately death. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I don't. I don't care what the stats are out there. All you because for some reason that's all you think about. Oh my God, is oh my loved ones. I want to live a long time. How did you react to it, Anthony? So when I had it, I was twenty one. It was two thousand six. So I think I was twenty one. Yeah, like twenty one. So twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, 
I didn't really know much about it, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To tell the truth. And when I started reading up on it, that's when my <laughs> I started getting down and down and down because, like you say, when you think of cancer, you think of death. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's only you know that's true. And you being an athlete too. Yeah, and that's true. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the doctor, he said that it was a ninety percent curable rate mm-hmm. kind of brought me up but that medicine still brought me down mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. it was it, it was tough cancer is no joke you know i was talking to this i seen a kid smoking uh couldn't have been i don't even think they was 18 honestly mm-hmm. and i said why are you smoking because i know what cancer i know what <laughs> i know what chemo feel like yes sir and they said it doesn't matter i'm gonna die i was like yeah but that's not that's not it. Like one, the chemo is just—it it seems like it's just worse than death to me. And I don't even know what death feel like, mm-hmm. but it just mm-hmm. seemed like it's worse. It, it just had me just down the whole time. Right. His body wasn't feeling right. Right. It just had me going through things that that was a challenge. Then you recover, correct? Yep. And then motorcycle accident. <laughs> yep. 2012. <laughs> so, are you at a point in your life going, what the, what's going on here? You know what? When I did get into the motorcycle accident, I the first thing I thought about was just me living or walking again, just to play with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first thing. But when I knew that it, I it, it will be okay, like I will recover fully, it uh, you know, what, what, I under, what, what, what I, was I, hurt on you? What was damaged? So I broke my leg. So this finger was here. This one was here. I mean, you could still see it. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, so you dislocated your finger, moved yep, them around. It, it mm-hmm. cut on, yep, your it, le- on your left hand. Yep, it mm-hmm. cut from this finger. You know, my index finger is where my thumb was. My thumb is where my my uh, wrist is. Wrist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, so right. just shifted, uh, and they didn't down. even know at the time. Oh well, nope. They knew about my hand. They didn't know about my leg. My leg. I had my bones stick on my leg. Mm. And they didn't, they say, is anything else? I said, yeah, my leg is broke. Mm-hmm. So they cut my pants and I went into surgery. I think I was in surgery four hours, maybe. So they got a ride and my leg is still in so there. So they have been the fiddling with your hand. And my leg is broke. <laughs> yep. So you're just dealing with the pain. I, at that time, yeah, I said, y'all got to give me something. And then they hit me with the morphine. <laughs> <laughs> I just went into heaven. Like I could, and I was literally like, when they say your life, flash before your eyes before death honestly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my life literally i seen everything i like this is no joke mm-hmm. right before i hit that car i seen everything just i mean it was like a split second right but everything you could see it clearly right everything right and then i hit the car right but i got up i never blanked out mm-hmm. i got up but i fell back down because my leg was broke right mm-hmm. i got back up again because i didn't know what was wrong i mm-hmm. fell back down mm-hmm. and they said stay down your leg broke but my leg was twisted in the back mm-hmm. so my my front of my foot was in the backwards mm-hmm. and i had to flick it back or whatnot but yeah it was it was bad but i think everything happens for a reason you know was i supposed to get on should i have been on the motorcycle no but I was, you right. know, everything happens for a reason. I think it just make you a better person. You know, it, it, it makes your story better. Oh, your story's strong. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if I could take something back that in my life that happened, I would take, I would change nothing because everything happens for a reason. Because, it molded me into who I am. You know, because when I hear you talk and I'm talking to a uh, two time world middleweight champion, super and, middleweight. 
Super. See, they just put world. I was super. I got to put super, super right yeah. there. Super See, middleweight. Super middleweight champion, Anthony Durrell. You know, I talk about, uh, you know, my lung collapse. You know, I stayed in the hospital 30 days. I talk about, you know, untold times I probably shouldn't have been driving a car. And I woke up and I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm five miles down the road. Don't remember the five miles that I did. Mm. I don't even drink. Mm. Okay. Just doing stuff pushing myself physically where I shouldn't have not have pushed myself. And so so that's the, those are the stories I have to tell people that, okay, I, what I did was stupid, and I'm alive to tell you it was stupid. Mm-hmm. So that's my role that I play. So when I listen, I'm asking you to tell your story because of the fact that as we, as young people who listen to my show, we put a timeline on I wait. Mm-hmm. I do that later. Yeah. And you really don't know what later is or what later can bring you. So when people talk about saving money people talk about get that education people talk about living your life pursuing opportunities that are being given to you and not realizing that blessing because you think you can wait mm. your experiences being chronicled right now before us on this show says do it now right you have to live every day in that moment i don't think because t- tomorrow's not promising mm-hmm. you know we see that from kobe bryant and 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 rest in peace to her and condolences goes out to his family but we see that in that, but you have to live for the day. Yes. You can't live for tomorrow. Yes. You can't live for the week. Yes. You have to live for the day, and, and, and that's the big thing. That's the thing I don't think you know younger people uh, understand about about life. Right. It's life. You have to you have to live it, and I think you live it. You know how you want to live it. You know you 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 do things that you want to do. If you don't explore this world or Get out and get out your comfort zone sometime. Mm-hmm. It'll be, I mean, it'd just be, it, it'd be bad. I know some people, you know, from my city, Flint, Michigan, who haven't left Flint. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk yeah. about that in the next break right. because that's really why we have you on the show mm-hmm. because I want to be a part of that. You know, okay. got a lot too many people surrounding me from Flint. You know, Mama Soul, that's my girl out yeah, there, you know. I know her too. And uh, so just let you know how deep I go up there, okay? <laughs> uh, now, you said your title is really uh, two-time super world middleweight. Super middleweight champion. Super middleweight champion. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Durrell, we'll be right back. He's Flint, Michigan boy. When we come back, we'll talk about some causes. He's, uh, you know, he got his own day up there and everything. Every year, September <laughs> come around, he got his day. <laughs> Anthony Durrell day. Everybody know him up there. <laughs> He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Be right back with more Money Make Conversations. <laughs> we'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com. And follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm sitting next to two-time super middleweight champion Anthony Durrell out of Flint, Michigan. You still stay in Flint? Uh, Grand Blank on the outskirts. I still stay in Michigan, though. Okay, cool. I don't think I'll move when it feel, uh, when something feels right. You don't want to okay. change it. So you weather. So I, I lived in Chicago five years. Mm. So I got clothes and I, I got clothes I can't wear nowhere else but in Chicago because right. you know it hits. I, just it like, I heard y'all had some snow yesterday, <laughs> so, uh, or the day before. So, but it oh, melted. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> now. It I, believe I got from my hand yeah, on. Look, I'm, it right it. Yeah, I'm ready yes, now. Sir. Don't yes, mess sir. with me, Anthony. I come up here and hang out with you, <laughs> yes, brother. And you might be a lot more colder than I be. Uh, it's all right. I'll but uh, it. so why do you stay up there? Why is Michigan uh, 
part of your just part of your your lifestyle because you have the money and the success to live anywhere. Why you're why are you staying in Michigan? Uh, just it, it feels right, you know. When something feels right, you you kind of stay put. But I can go anywhere, you know. I can vacation anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it start feeling wrong, that's mm-hmm. when you know I'll have to pack my things and move. But until then, you know, I'm a I'm I'm from Flint, you know. That's I'm from Michigan, so right. that's where you know I'll be for. I think the remainder of my life, like I said, I can go, I can travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think just other places, just vacation spots, you know, home is home. No matter where you at, right. you're always going to think of where you was born and where you grew up is, is, is home. Nothing right. can beat, beat home. Right. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. Um, uh, boxing, you have, you know, you have UFC out there now, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have a wrestling is always out there because in the end boxing like any football about it's entertainment mm, yeah it's course. entertainment it's entertainment so so do you consider yourself an ambassador of a boxing as you as you as your career transitions because you're doing fox sports mm. you know what story are you trying to tell about why boxing is not only a, a, a good sport for young people to get involved in but also why it should be a, a, a highly rated entertainment sport uh, I think, you know, when you got two competitors in there, mm-hmm. boxing, risking their life mm-hmm. to entertain millions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and for me, it's a it's a adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I love to do. I've been doing it, like I say, since I was nine, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just and plus your family members. Yeah, I mean, my grandfather boxed with Muhammad Ali. You know, he was friends with him. Uh, that's where we got into boxing at my mm-hmm. grandfather. So for us to do it, and it's to make him proud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves seeing us win. He loves seeing us happy. <laughs> if, if if I can just make him happy, I give all this to him because mm-hmm. without him, there will be no. But you got to have the talent, though. You do, but he got that talent out of us. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't have somebody pushing you and getting it out of you, it, it just, I, I don't see it working. You got to have a backbone. Okay. If you got that backbone, everything will float. Right. I mean, he told he told me and my brother at a young age when we kind of first started that we'll become world champions and I'm a two time world champion. So it, what he said was true. Yeah, it's really I always tell people we got to have the relationships that, that breed positivity, you mm-hmm. know, not negativity, because, you know, there are people out there you can tell them, say, you go up to 10 years old, 11 years old and say, hey, I want to be or excuse makers. Yes, I call yeah. them. I could complain the club. To, yeah, you know. Yeah, because when you come up with excuses all the time and you're not trying to look for solutions, you'll never make it. It was just like Patrick Mahomes. He wrote that little note saying, "Hey, I wish I could say that I would. I went to Disneyland. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying and Disney World when he was what sixteen. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I always tell people that. And I and I, the thing that really stands out to me, you're so positive. And I and I'm a positive person, but I know crisis has been in your life. When you go in the ring, that's a crisis situation. Yeah. And I know people who, you know, I don't like. I I know I knew one person who is paralyzed, uh, probably for fifty thousand dollars, just because he was in a boxing ring. But multiple people died. Like I think it was six or seven people died mm-hmm. in the uh, boxing mm-hmm. last year. So. It's tough, you know, and this is my first time witness not witnessing, but knowing that people died in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, since I've been boxed. I mm-hmm. never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I think, I'm thinking, like, what went wrong? What mm-hmm. happened? With, what they do? Yeah, like, I, I, I really don't understand because everybody is doing the same thing. 
or maybe they're just getting hit more. I don't know, but boxing is something that you have to uh, really pay attention to. Yes. Uh, your corner. Yes. You have to have a good team around yes. you. Trust. Yes, you have to. Like my, So my last fight, I was cut big. Uh, mm-hmm. Over my eye, mm-hmm. I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood got in my eye, and mm-hmm. I got one of them cuts. Yep, but it and was my basketball, though. and the guy was kind of getting off because I couldn't see. I was mm-hmm. worried about the cut instead of worried about him. D hurt me some, no, uh, but my corner knew that I was at a disadvantage mm-hmm. anyway because mm-hmm. of my cut, and I couldn't see. So he stopped the fight. Not was I mad at him? No, mm-hmm. I would never be mad at that looking out for me. Yeah, you know, and people you, don't know about that cut because I, like I said, I, I got. I hit a guy's head when I was playing mm-hmm. basketball, and it, it's nothing but bone here. Yeah. So when you cut, it's skin, a very thin layer of skin, hidden bone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that bad boy opens up, it's just blood. Yeah, it's just blood everywhere. And so, like I say, it, it's uh, you have to trust, like you say, and I say, you have to trust in your team. Mm-hmm. If you can't trust in your team, I think you probably need to find a new team because that that's where all the foundation comes in at because they're on the outside looking in and you can kind of see more mm-hmm. from the outside than you can, you know, when you're in there. Let's talk about uh, Flint. Mm-hmm. You know, a few years ago, a lot of controversy about the drinking water. Um, as an individual who cares, because you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the initial announcement, then the travesty that was, that was the information that was made available to everybody. And then what you're attempting to do now? Uh, it's just the announcement, you know, we had lead in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a travesty in its own for us, for the governor of Michigan to change the water from Lake, uh, was it Detroit water to yes. Flint River water? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that was bad because if you look at the Flint River water, it's, it's bad. And mm-hmm. I know you got chemicals and stuff to change it, but... When you have lead pipes, and that's, I think, anywhere in any city, and you put some type of chemical in it, it starts to rust. It starts to, you know, get lead in it. and Not only we, lead, but changing the color of the water. Right. <laughs> and we had that in ours, so we had to change it. And he still thought it was okay to drink, but it wasn't. So we were going through that and still going through it to to this day, mm-hmm. to today. So this has been going on since April 14, 2014. Right. So that's a long time to not have clean drinking water in a city uh, in America. Still, okay, help me out. So you're saying the situation still no. hasn't been corrected? No. So they not too long ago, I think I was in camp for my last fight. They they sold the people to boil the water again, but they what they don't understand is boiling water will not make lead go away. Right. Lead don't go away. You can't even really get a filter. To filter out the lead, it's still going to be there. You need to change the pipes. And and this is what I understand. Why wouldn't they get volunteers to come in and fix the pipes? I mean, I know it's all around the U.S. Volunteers would come in and fix these pipes without, like, if you put one word out there. And that's why I don't get about the president either. To uh, both, well, it was when they came and had the, the debate in mm. Flint. Right. They said they'll do this and do that for Flint and nothing still is done. So I think that's where. And what is the governor saying? I don't even watch politics. no more. <laughs> I'm so sick of them. I honestly am because I don't think you can trust them. Right. Like they, they give you one thing and, and they do another. 
and that's all the time. I don't uh I don't agree with the the way they get into office. They they feed you this fairy tale and once they get in office it it just flatlines. Well, you know the, the here's the thing. I understand the frustration. But you are an influencer. You know I try to be. No, 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 no. You are an influencer. That's why we we talking. Mm-hmm. Cuz I'm trying to see how I can get into your head that let you remind you of mm-hmm. your power. If you just posted videos of people still pouring water out of these sinks and it's brown and talking about this this conversation of why you can't ball away lead. You know, that's people mm-hmm. think you can do that. No. You know, but that information, that's where the power of social media comes into play, Anthony. And I have to remind you that there's no pressure on you. Just letting you know that I don't care about President Trump or, mm. and him not going, him not saying, but they can be reminded. They can go viral. It can, you can, you can, I always tell people social media is your individual press conference. And so here I am, Rashawn McDonald down in Atlanta, Georgia, also living in Houston, Texas, thinking you guys are good. No. And you telling me, Rashawn, excuse me, excuse me. Still not good. Problems is up there. So, so what are you trying to do? Do you have any causes or any foundations set up there? Uh, I do or? have a foundation. I have a, a Darrell's Chance Foundation. Mm-hmm. It's my foundation is help to find a cure for cancer. That's one of them. I mean, mm-hmm. with all the people up there with cancer in Flint, they mm-hmm. still can't drink the water, mm-hmm. and it their immune system are, is so low that if they drink the water, they'll be sick for sure. Mm-hmm. So. My foundation help find a cure for cancer, help keep boys and girls with their education enter and outer city, and help stop bullying. Mm-hmm. But my foundation is helping that too. I'm trying to open a boys and girls club. You know, it's mm-hmm. in the in the heart of where the water crisis happened. That's on the uh, north side of Flint, mm-hmm. and the donation page is up. If mm-hmm. you know people want to donate, but just trying to put some positive there and. You know, give the kids something to look forward to because if if they have nothing, it's nothing to look for. It's nothing to smile about. But I'm trying to give everybody in the community something to smile about. And once I do it, maybe it's like a domino effect where right. everybody else does it, mm-hmm. does it, mm-hmm. and it goes from there. It takes off from there. Do you do you do any galas? You host any events in the Flint area or the Michigan area to raise money, or is just making people aware you have these donation pages, making people aware of your causes, using some of your money, I'm sure, to move forward these uh these actions. The, I, I'm doing I'm doing I'm in the process of doing everything. Uh I want to do a golf outing to You can golf now, Anthony. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Knocking them out and golfing too. Huh? <laughs> uh, that's like I said, I want to do a golf outing to raise money for that mm-hmm. uh and for my foundation to like help people with mm-hmm. that with the situation that's going on in Flint. Mm-hmm. I want to do more events. I I give away turkeys when it's uh Thanksgiving. Right. I you give away gifts on Christmas, you know, on every holiday I try to give people something to smile about mm-hmm. because that's that's what it's about, you know, it's about making people happy. If you can't make anyone happy, it's it's like I'm doing nothing and I see everything. So I'm I'm just out here just trying to make Here's, it here's the beautiful thing about this conversation. You have a family, correct? Yes. Talk about your family, and you t- out there taking care of kids you don't even know. Taking mm-hmm. about your family you don't even know. They are important to you as much as your family, and how your family inspires you. I'm talking about your immediate family, mm-hmm. your wife. Mm-hmm. Talk us about how they relate and to actually push you to even further correct the wrongs that these young people or families are facing. Yep. So I have yep I have a wife, uh, three boys. Are uh, they gonna? No, they they won't. They won't. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> they want, and I told them that uh, one of them got mad at me, but I, I just, I just think, you know, want to be daddy, want to be yeah, like daddy, and I, and I understand that, but we risk our life in the ring for little of money. You know, it's only a few that get, you know, I get paid. Uh huh. So. In, in that case, you know, it's basketball players making more. They dribble the ball and they yeah. making hundreds of millions. <laughs> Try of tennis now. Try tennis. Ten, yeah, tennis. Mm-hmm. I mean, even golf. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I I really don't want them doing. Like I say, the three boys they can do anything. They can't do football. <laughs> football okay. is a no no, no concussions. go. Uh-huh. You have concussion because of the CTE. I, I I try to brush up on my, you know, whatever they want to do. You know, I I get down and see if mm-hmm. you know it's safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my wife uh, helps me out tremendously. Mm-hmm. She she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She teach at a college. She's a uh, she like teach helping kids mm-hmm. to also. So it's just me, surrounding yourself around good people. And ha- like I say, it goes a backbone thing, the foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing. And if you can you can have that stern foundation, mm-hmm. you can make it. Well, you know, um, I know we're wrapping up this interview, but if you, I'd love to go out to lunch and talk to you about uh, just some ideas as you as an influencer, and I could help because I'm saddened that the Flint, Michigan situation mm-hmm. has not even, according to you, is not even close to being and, fixed. And, like I'm not gonna say close because they're still trying, but I don't, I, I still, I don't even see nobody out there now, like even fixing pipes. Uh, but oh, you know they're not gonna be out there in the winter yeah, time. Come yeah. on now. So, but but like I say, it's it, it's like we're a third world country. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having drinkable water, you can't you can't do anything with the water, but let mm-hmm. it run. Right. Well, give out your uh, your foundation again. Give out your social media information. And again, uh, thank you for coming on my show, Anthony Durrell, two times super, two times super middleweight champion. There you go, Flint, Michigan. Give out your information. It's a uh, Durrell's Chance Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my website is anthonydurrell.com my social media is anthonydurrell on every platform okay cool I'm going to donate a thousand dollars to your foundation appreciate it is that good thank you okay cool this is Rashawn McDonald if you want to hear more episodes go to moneymakingconversation.com I'm your host